find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. This morning, our special guest is Barry Braun. Barry's dream is that entrepreneurs create a new future for our world. Now, he thinks that people can do that by fulfilling their own deep sense of purpose through their business, and he helps people around the world make that happen. So we are very pleased to welcome you, Barry, to the show. Thanks, Cheryl. I'm How glad are you? <laughs> We're having an incredible weather where we live right now, and, and uh, life is wonderful. And where are you right now? I live in Nova Scotia, Canada, which is the far eastern part of North America. Aha. And so you've already begun to feel um, winter, so to speak. Well, <laughs> we should have, but uh, actually winter's not arriving yet. It's, uh, we were the warmest place in Canada today at uh, a balmy 50 degrees. Aha. Well, that is balmy. For your area. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, that's nice. You get a little respite before the beautiful snow sets in. So, Barry, let's talk about your how you got to become so intrigued with the idea that entrepreneurs can really make a difference in the world. Where did that come from? Well, it started uh, 20-some years ago uh, when... I was being very successful as an entrepreneur and businessman, and uh, yet uh, felt a wanting that uh, uh, that even though I was making lots of money, it seemed like something was missing. And so I started down a road of exploration back then that led me to here. Uh, and my thoughts are that that entrepreneurs are really good at creating new futures. And and in my conversations with them, a lot of them are looking for wanting to bring meaning to that, even though they're really good at finding ideas and putting them out there in the marketplace. They they want, besides making money, to actually feel like they're making a, a real difference in the world, doing something good. And so... In between it, I guess, is a long journey of 20 years of getting from one place to the other. But but that's basically the start point and the end point. Hmm. Well, you wrote your book, Do Less, Get More, by thinking inside out. You know, you have a belief that um, the way that things happen successfully is by being aligned with who we are, right? Absolutely. So, you know, give us a little background on, you know, how people do that. Well, um, I I, I started off my career as an industrial engineer, and as an engineer I've, I've been very curious about how things work, including how people work. And I've spent a lot of time following uh, modern neuroscience. And, and what, what neuroscience says is that there's basically five areas in our brain that, that control our behavior. Uh, there's the area that, that uh, where we create intention, or in business language, goals or objectives. Uh, and, but intentions in themselves are, are, 
are not sufficient. Uh, we also have to know what and how to do things, and so there's another area in the brain to make plans. But we all in business know that best intentions and best plans don't always work out, and really what has to happen is we have to execute those plans. And what neuroscience has found in modern days is that there's an area called the limbic brain or unconscious brain, which which... Uh, kind of acts like a map for us, creates a kind of a map of the world for us that guides our every behavior in in a reactive way. And so what science is telling us is that we aren't logical and we aren't rational, we're reactive, and that this reactive part of the brain actually overrides intentions and, 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 uh, and plans. Hmm. So when we're aligning things, what we're really doing is aligning, this is now in the mechanical sense of the brain, aligning the, the, the limbic brain or the beliefs or the maps that come out of that place with our intentions and plans. And when that happens, then it's easy to do things. And that's what I mean by do less, get more. But, there's, but there is a bit more to it because the limbic brain is actually designed by nature to be a survival mechanism. Mm. And, and, and we're a lot more than just survival. Uh, I believe that, personally, that I, I believe that we came to the world with a sense of spirit and that we have spirit and that that spirit will exist after we're gone and that in that spirit we have a gift, a gift for the world. And it's our purpose to deliver that gift. And so when we are aware of that and then we can align the limbic brain or unconscious brain that guides our behaviors in reactive ways along with our intentions and plans, then we're doing good. Then then life is good. Mm. Well, do you think that it's um, tougher for entrepreneurs to do that, or do you think they have an advantage? I think they actually have an advantage. Entrepreneurs, by nature, are curious individuals and uh, and creative people. And I think they're also generally, as a group, willing to look at and accept that their own behavior is really the the big factor in their success. Hmm. That the level, the playing field is reasonably level, and that the biggest difference is what individuals actually do as entrepreneurs. And I think most really good, good entrepreneurs are willing to accept that, and therefore look at themselves and say, "How can I get better? Do better? Know the truth about me? How am I getting in my way? That sort of thing." And actually try and do something about that. So I think they actually have an advantage. Well, that's really interesting. You know, I um, when I work with clients who are inside corporations, and they tend to be, if that specific person tends to have more of an entrepreneurial spirit, um, they tend to be pretty frustrated with the corporate flow, the corporate pace, you know, it's Absolutely. even even though the corporation wants everything to happen fast, the way of getting things done seems to be slow and the way of decision making seems to be slow. And the entrepreneur is counter to that. They seem to be much more intuitive. And um, so how do you coach your folks if they are actually of that ilk? They are inside corporations but tend to have more of an entrepreneurial spirit. How do you coach them to, to work mm. in that world? Well, my, my starting spot is always goes to, to awareness of, of truth of self and the purpose that comes out of that. And with that awareness, then, well, some people are in the wrong place and they, 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 they leave. But, but most people can find a new way or a, a more comfortable way of applying that sense of purpose in whatever environment they're in. But you've, you've also brought out another interesting point, Cheryl, mm-hmm. 
The difference between a manager and an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. A manager is someone who predicts the future, senses the land between here and the future, and then makes a plan on how to get to that new that new future or that future. And an entrepreneur isn't about predicting the future, it's about creating a future. Mm. And so an entrepreneur's nature is, what have I got? Who do I know? Wonder what I can do with all of this? And then just do it and see what happens. Uh-huh. Whereas a manager wants to take all the risk out and know with high probability that that future will evolve that way. Well, that certainly explains a lot of the process in corporate world. You know, a lot of the um, the way of planning and the analysis and the paralysis analysis. <laughs> exactly. Right, and, um, and and you know, not that some of that is not a good thing. Of course, we people need to be prudent. And um, there, there seems to be that there could be a middle ground. There could be a way to use the intuitive, more entrepreneurial thinking, the more let's try it and see what happens, um, while, you know, mitigating risk to a point. Would you agree Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. I'm, I'm not suggesting at all that planning is bad. Right. Good entrepreneurs also plan. <laughs> but... But there's a difference uh, in perhaps time horizons as, uh, to the plan, and and, and actually an inter- a good entrepreneur is actually planning to fail. Uh, he he, uh, he or she builds into their model, if this doesn't work out, it, what am I going to lose and is that okay? Mm. And, and then they look at that loss not as a loss but as a, okay, now I know a whole bunch more stuff. Now what can I do with this? So it's a learning. So it's a learning. Yeah. And But it's not that they don't plan. They say, well, let's try this. So, so what do we got to do to get from here to there? But the right. time horizons tend to be a lot shorter, like three right. or months or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, well, it seems like our, you know, our cultures are, 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 seems like they're becoming less tolerant of um, failure. Mm. You know, as, as I think about... Um, when, you know, before all of technology, before, um, even before the Industrial Revolution where everything was created um, for standard work to avoid error, right? Um, And there seemed to be more tolerance for, well, let's try it and see what happens. And if you make a mistake, will you try again? And, you know, what what has to happen for there to be a shift in our cultures, you know, back a little bit to the intuitive really matters and it's okay to fail? I'm wondering, now I'm, I'm being a little bit biased in my thoughts here, probably being a lot biased in our thoughts, but I'm wondering whether we haven't become uh, more, uh, more of a fearful Society as a as a cultural society than we used to be because of all the things that we see on the news every day and all that sort of stuff. Right. And I and I think one of the challenges that uh, entrepreneur, manager, person, anybody has is to see themselves for the truth of who they are and knowing. That there's a security in in that truth that that whatever happens, they're going to survive anyway. Uh, there's a big faith in that, mm. and I and I, I I think you're touching on something very important, which is where do they go to get that faith? you begin to build around yourself and the um, 
messages of possibility Absolutely. certainly certainly influence you know what we believe we can do and um and, and i'm not i'm not promoting magical thinking you know i mean i think that there's a um there's a misconception that you know if you simply think it you can be it you can make it happen i i think it takes more than that and i think that if our thoughts are counter to, to what we want to do, we'll never do it. Mm. I, I agree. Uh, w- one of my main books that I recommend to people uh, is by Larry King of CNN. Mm. Uh, and if I remember the title right, it's The Power of Prayer. Mm. And, and it's a really... Neat book. Larry declares himself as an agnostic, and yet he's writing this book. And what he what he does is he interviews 48 people who are highly successful from from uh, four basic walks of life: entertainment, sports, business, and politics. And ask them, "Do you pray?" Mm-hmm. And and the answer is. Universally, all except for one, yes. One, mm-hmm. one, one says no. Then he asks them, well, how do you pray? And I think this is the point that I'm trying to bring out. Well, gee, you know, every night I go down and kneel beside my bed, just like I was taught like a little child. But somebody else says, well, I don't know if you'd really call it prayer. You know, I come home, I grab a martini, I go out in the lounge by the pool, and I sit there and I think about things. Hmm. But what's universal amongst all of them is they spend time every day. All of these, all 47 out of these 48 people spend time every day taking time to just remember who they are, why they're doing things, what's important, and how they want to be while they're doing it. Hmm. That's great. Well, we have more to talk about with Barry Braun when we come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and our guest today is Barry Braun, author of Do Less, Get More, by Thinking Inside Out, and believer in entrepreneurs. So we left the last segment, Barry, you were talking about um, the importance of being intentional and taking time out for reflection. Um, And you said people... reflect on who they are, why they are doing things, and and simply just taking the time out to um, think about what's happening during the day or the next day. Mm -hmm. Say more about that. Well, what what, uh, was really obvious in the stories that came out in Larry King's book was 
that um, it was there were three big points. One is that they do take time every day, and how they actually pray or meditate or reflect or whatever the language that feels comfortable for someone is that the the, the technique isn't so important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there isn't a single right way of doing that. What's important is doing it. But then it's what are they reflecting on? And the first big point is that came across every single story is that they're grateful. How am I grateful? How is how is my life turning out pretty darn good in spite of whatever's going on? Hmm. And from that place of gratefulness, they then go on to reflect on how do they want to be in the game. So if it's a sports figure, for example, or a business person, an entrepreneur, it, it isn't, they don't reflect on winning the game. They don't pray about winning the game. As one of this football players that was described in there described it, why would, if there's a God, why, why would that, why would God pick me over my competitor? He's praying just as hard as I am. But what they do reflect on is how they play the game, how they are, how they be while they're in the game. And it works. They're successful. That it's makes a simplistic lot of formula, and it's not the old whole story. I think for success, but I think it's right. a big part of it. Well, and you know, it makes a lot of sense because you know we hear that if we are willing to move into action with intention, but not yeah. being attached to the outcome. Yeah. You know, then we don't let the outcome get in our way. You know, we don't focus on, oh, my God, if I don't do this right, then I'm in big trouble or it's going to fail or whatever. You know, we just yep. pay attention, put our attention on what's right in front of us, which is the action we're taking. They're, and, they're a winner because how they played, how they were in the game, how, what, what they did and how they did it. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I'm going to go back to something you said in last segment about um, your belief about, how we come into the world, that you know, we first come into the world with a sense of spirit, um, that life then happened, you know, we as, as human beings then needed to survive, you know, uh -huh. and get along, and so then we create these beliefs, uh -huh. and, and that becomes what you call the survival identity. Yes. So... Talk about that. Talk about that process and our survival identities. Sure. Um, we fundamentally have to know who we are. If, if we don't have a sense of identity, we're lost. We don't know what to do, how to do it, where to do it, who to do it with, unless we know our place in the world, and our place in the world is who we are. And... Here's what I believe. I believe we came with a deep truth of self, and I am. I, 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 we knew who we are. In our workshops, people are able to come out of the workshop being able to say, I am somebody. That feels like a very deep truth. But as we move through life, we had to learn how to deal with the stuff of life. And the way that limbic brain, that unconscious brain, is designed to work is when we have a new experience, we're standing there in a gawk saying, what does this mean? I'm confused. Hmm. And we, uh, for the, with the best resources we have at the time, we make up a meaning. We make it up. It's, we just create it. We say, it must mean this, and it means good or bad in a general sense. And now, with that meaning, we're starting to have some idea of what to actually do. But the so meaning we, may, not be, it may not be real. It's only real for us. It's, it's not real at all. The only thing that's real is that something's going on out there. I see, hear, smell, taste, and feel something. That's probably true. But what it, that means is who knows what it means. You and I could be both looking at 
a car driving by, mm-hmm. a red a red sports car driving by. Mm-hmm. And what that red sports car means to you means something completely different to me. Right, right. And the meaning isn't the truth. The red sports car going by is the truth. Mm. And so we've made up these meanings, and and now we charge them with emotion, and then we store them as memory. So as a little kid, I saw I saw heard smell taste and felt something. Didn't have a clue what it meant, but I gave it a meaning, good or bad. Then I gave it some emotion, and then I knew what to do. I knew how to react to this. So the way that we have survival is that we're designed for survival is our brain then stores that memory as a meaningful emotional experience, three components of a belief, experience, meaning, and emotion. And now here I am in my 30s, 40s, or 50s, and I see, hear, smell, taste, or feel something similar, and literally milliseconds, like less than a hundredth of a second, my brain goes back finds that same old experience, and I don't have to figure out what it means, brings the meaning forward, triggers the emotions, and I start to react. (laughs) What scientists are telling us is that it isn't until a half a second to three seconds after we start to act that we actually even know what we're doing. Wow. (laughs) That's kind of scary. (laughs) It is. We think we're in control. (laughs) What we do, what scientists tell us we do, is once we start recognizing our, our, our behavior, they, start telling, they tell us that we start rationalizing why we actually made that decision to do that behavior. Well, they deserved it, or I'm justified, or I'm smart, or but some other rational for why we did what we did. <laughs> and, 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 and so how do we intervene in that process? So that we do have a little bit more, I don't know if control is the right word, we do have a little bit more um, awareness. Yeah, well, awareness is the first starting key here, is recognizing through our behavior how we're getting in our own way Mm -hmm. and recognizing that 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 does come from some old map. Now, here's, here's another sort of refinement on this, Cheryl. Some of these maps are really huge. There are big events that happened in our lives when we were young. Uh, then we go through these stages of life, and at each stage, we, we're learning a different kind of way of getting along in the world. And sometimes, in there, there's a big event that happens. And in that big event, we create a big map, and that's now who we become. So, for example, there's a there's someone I know who, uh, through those life experiences, became a shy peacemaker who makes everything right. Mm. And she's built a successful business on that. <laughs> but it also has its limitations in it. And it's also bringing her a place of wanting to quest for more meaning mm. because it doesn't seem like the truth of who she really is. It doesn't seem right. It's not making the kind of difference, making peace at her own expense, compromising at her own expense, making things smooth doesn't seem right. But with that realization, with that recognition, she's able to look underneath all that stuff and start finding out that there is a deeper purpose. And that's the kind of thing that we actually do in our workshops. That's when, when we bring entrepreneurs through our programs, we have... We ask them to actually make this kind of exploration, find out what's underneath, bring out this awareness of how they're getting in their own way, how it's actually showing up, how it has caused them to choose the mates that they've chosen, put them in the business that they put in, cause them to live where they live, uh, the friends that they have around them. And, and from that awareness, start exploring whether that's really the truth or whether there's something else underneath there that's got a more driving purpose for them. You know, that gives me pause you know, as I think about um, the concept of getting in one's own way. Um, mm. 
Now we all, sometimes we can see this or other people. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I can clearly really easy to notice it. It is to notice it for other people, right? It's very <laughs> easy for me to notice it for my clients, you know. And um, I'm always surprised when I realize it about myself. Yeah. And and I um, I dare say that I have often even gone to the point of denying it, even when I'm the one who points it out to myself. Oh no no no, that that's not true about me. We're <laughs> really good at me, rationalizing. Right? So you know, it makes me think that the survival identity is really powerful. I mean, we give a lot of power to that, and that. Yeah. Even as we try to be aware, it tries to shut that down. Uh, it it is very powerful, and uh, the survival machinery is a is, is part of us. We're, it's physically part of us, and so we're never going to get rid of it. But what we can do through that awareness is start getting greater control and constantly shifting and changing these beliefs so that they're not operating us on us as strongly or as consistently. And that we can then start moving into a place where we are uh, doing things with some, from a greater sense of purpose and freedom. One of the words that entrepreneurs often use with me is the difference between being trapped and free. They often feel like they're trapped by they, there's something more they want to do, but they feel trapped. They feel boxed in. <laughs> and that box usually is decisions that they're making and things that they're doing or not doing that comes directly out of their belief system, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out of that survival identity. Right. Because it, it, here's, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the courageous recognition what we're doing constantly is validating and protecting that sense of survival identity. Uh, yeah. Right? And, and that boxes us, boxes us in. Right. It traps us, and that's the language that people use. With recognition that that's going on, the, the walls come down. But take really big courage to actually look at this that way. But then, you know, you said earlier we... Entrepreneurs are starting to, you know, losing is a bad thing, and there's a more of a fear thing going on. That, well, this is where courage comes from. I think it takes great courage to be able to recognize that in self, and then simply act from the truth of who we are, our true purpose, right. and trust. Well, and the like, beliefs are always reinforced by other people around one. Um, I'm thinking about the classic um, entrepreneur um, person who wants to be an entrepreneur who says, oh, yeah, that's my passion, but I can't make any money at that. And so I need to do something practical. I I did that. (laughs) Right? I need to do something practical. And and everybody around them is saying, absolutely, you need to do something practical. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. Don't do something stupid, et cetera, right? I mean, you you must hear this all the time. Well, yeah. Back when I was in my my 30s, when I was going through that question of how did I get to this path, <laughs> I was right there. What yeah. you're talking about? I I knew what I wanted to do, but but it wasn't practical. I'd never make a living at it. Mm. it wasn't true, but <laughs> that's that's exactly what was going on. So, what gave you the courage to just step out and to make it happen? Well, for me, I had to go out and try something else, which I failed big time, went bankrupt, and now I didn't have anything left to lose. Wow. <laughs> So that's my own personal story. I'm not recommending it for anybody. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I know our listeners are glad to know it doesn't have to go that far. <laughs> no. no. Uh, what, what, one of the things that we've, we've found in our programs working with entrepreneurs is that one of the big fears is that, oh, my gosh, you know, in order to do what I really want to do, I'd have to let go of this. And yeah, I can't afford to let go of all this. I can't afford to shut this down, or or stop this, or ignore it, or those sorts of things. Right. 
Well, that's just all that survival belief mechanism working. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do stupid to do purpose. Right, right. There's a, there is a way of transitioning from one place to the other in a smart way. Well, we want to know how to do that right after this break. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with special guest today, Barry Braun. Okay, Barry, so you said that there are um, steps to go to transition into working your purpose, into living your purpose. And and I know you teach people this in workshops. I know that you have a, a big one coming up, um, I think, in February around really living your legacy and building your legacy. Building your legacy, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah in um, New Orleans. In New Orleans, what a great place to be doing that, huh? It is. Yeah, and and so t- talk about how you actually do this. How do you take people into this transitioning into their purpose? Well, uh, there, it starts off with with chilling out. Most people come in busy. The, the life is busy. Their head's spinning. The wheels are moving. It's like the flywheel's running around, and I mean, it takes them a little bit to chill out or cool down to make some space where they can actually think in a in a different kind of way. And that uh, so after a couple of hours of chilling, chilling out, slowing down, and getting the concept, we start exploring purpose. So the first the first big step, whether it's in workshop or not, is being aware of how this survival identity is getting in the way, acknowledging the truth that that is not really your purpose, that there is a bigger, more truthful, fundamental purpose for your life, and to become aware of what that is. Uh, uh, And uh, then from that purpose, create a dream, an inspiring dream, a legacy dream, a dream where there is lots of that purpose being fulfilled in the world. And what better way to do that than by creating or directing your business to fulfill that, because that's what businesses are designed for, is doing lots of stuff. And so with those 
two things in place. What we then do is start asking people to create a real results project, a project where it gets started, where that legacy is being fulfilled now, that sense of purpose is being fulfilled now. And we set a project that lasts about 90 days. Uh, and, uh, and, and so having clarity of what that project is, that is fulfilling purpose, which is fulfilling the first big step of creating that, that uh, legacy dream, is nice, but there's one big other step that needs to happen. People need space. Mm. Their life is filled. They're doing lots of stuff. They got lots of obligations and responsibilities. And so we ask them, how can they create the space? And basically the question that goes in there is what are they going to let go of? What beliefs are they going to let go of? What things are they going to let go of? What relationships are they going to let go of? What activities are they going to let go of so that they have the space? That's a really challenging, hard question for people to answer. Yeah. So those are the steps. Discover purpose. Translate purpose into a dream. Make it real by creating a real results project and then creating the space for it and then executing it. Well, and, you know, it seems to me that the last stage, the last step in that, has got to be the toughest. I mean, that's kind of where the rubber hit, meets the road, right? You know, it does. The dreaming, I mean, it might it may take a while for people to be able to articulate, you know, what is it really and kind of draw it out of themselves. It may even, um, you know, mapping out what a project could look like, you know, is it's always easier than actually making it happen. And part of the the challenge for people making things happen is rarely do people look at what's going to get in the way, who's going to get in the way, um, you know, what um, is in my life every day that is going to be counter to what I'm trying to achieve. And so you're, you're taking people to that level in order mm-hmm. to get them to achieve success. Yeah. They- Without it, they can't have success. You have to have, you have to, here's, here, we've, we've, through our work, we've discovered a really neat little formula for what passion is. Passion is purpose multiplied by real results. Purpose alone is not passion. You can be purposeful banging your head against the wall and nothing's happening and it just isn't fun. But when, and you can have lots of results, but when the results are meaningless, are not meaningful, like my original experience was, well, there's something wanting and lacking in that as well. Mm-hmm. But when you put the two together, it's just a whole lot of fun doing what you're doing. Right. And uh, <clears throat> and in order to have that passion, you have to have awareness of what purpose is mm-hmm. and then how it can be expressed out in the world. That's the legacy dream. And then... How are you going to actually make it real, turning it into a project, and then creating the space for that? You know, it, it, it just makes me think about people who I've seen over the years, who I've known over the years, who are really, really good at what they do, and yet they're not happy. Yeah. And people look at them and say, what is wrong with them? I mean, they they have every reason to be happy. They have a great life. They have a great family. They're very successful. They have great business, you know, or they're CEO of a corporation or whatever it is. And yet there's something missing for them. And it's almost as if our our culture doesn't allow for successful people to say, well, but there's more. Mm-hmm. Just be satisfied with what is. Our our, our culture, and I'm I'm speculating with this, I'm not saying it as a fact, but my belief is that our culture traps people by narrowly defining what success looks like. Mm. And, and, And so people, here's what culture is. Let me just toss this out as another idea. Culture is nothing more than a, a belief, a map that we create, and a meaning, a meaning that we give to experience 
that is shared commonly by some group. Right. So when it's all of our nation, for example, there's some beliefs that we share commonly, and then we call that culture. Right. Right, right. Right? Well, one of the beliefs that we share commonly in our culture is that financial success is success. It is happiness. And if somebody gives that up, there must be something wrong with them. Right. And if they put it at risk, there must be something wrong with them. And, and, and I hear your puppy in the back. <laughs> uh, my wife is now just coming home, and so she's getting welcomed by our dog. Apologize for this. Anyway. No problem. And what it takes is the courage and the strength to know that I am something more than than who I am. What, what one of the things that people try to do is they try to rationalize or logic size their way through sense of purpose. So I'm really good at being, you know, I'm really good at math and I'm really good at talking to people and I'm really good at this and that. So therefore, I should be and do this. Mm-hmm. That's not purpose. Purpose comes from the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And just because you learn something doesn't mean it's purpose. Right. Right. And what I've seen over the years are, uh, and I certainly experienced myself, when someone is truly on purpose or on the path of their purpose, mm-hmm. things seem effortless. It's Not true. that they don't have to do the work, but it if things show up just at the right time. Um, people and collaborations um, are, are created with ease. And, um, you know, even if you don't know what the next right step is, it shows itself. It becomes apparent. You know, I mean, that's that's been my experience. Is that how you see it? Sure. Let me share a, a story of one of our, our, our people that have gone through our program. Uh, Greg uh, uh, was... He was in the right ball field. He, 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 his, he was in the sense of, his sense of purpose was doing something about the health care system that uh, made, uh, not the health care system, but healthfulness of people. And, bringing, and his principle was that if you could bring people healthy food, they'd be healthier and there'd be less problems in the world. But... There was a lot of pieces that were missing in that story mm. that were not being connected to his heart and soul, but were rather being connected to logic and rationale and fact and that sort of stuff. And when he went through the program and started realizing what it was really about, that it was about uh, providing people with the opportunity to have local, sustainable, healthy food, at prices that are that are affordable, uh, then he had the clarity to create a story about, I want to do a lot of that, I'm going to create a business to do that, and he started putting meat into the business. And, uh, and, and, and be, be, with that sense of purpose and clarity, he was able to attract the capital to build plants, that's actually it's under construction right now. It's not quite operating, but it's also but but he has attracted the capital. But more than that, he's attracted world class people who are sniffing around him and saying this guy's onto something really cool. And I wonder where, how that fits into our world. And before when I first met him, he was being incredibly frustrated. He wasn't getting anybody to listen to him, not anybody of any credibility anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Um as I hear you talk about this, um, my guess is you have many more stories. And um, I know that you did a workshop similar to this in Costa Rica recently, yeah. right? Yeah, in this year, yeah. Yeah, and, and do you have any stories of anyone out of that group? Sure. Uh, there's a... This is who for, who for five years has been working on uh, uh, 
creating something for uh, entrepreneurs, self-employed people for succession. He sees the world as uh, most of the businesses are owned by older people, uh, older being in their 50s or later, and they're going to have to pass these businesses on, and that's going to make a huge problem and and, and in his world of not enough people behind to pick up these businesses and how are they going to get their wealth out and, and all kinds of things. And and he had been working on this for five, six years, and it was starting to have a little bit of idea in it, but it wasn't really solid, consolidated. After Costa Rica, with the clarity of his own sense of purpose, creating his own sense of dream, and then making two 90-day projects. Now, six months later, he's launching his first program that's got uh, rich rich video support, uh, lots of support materials, and, 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 and a strong marketing uh, base behind it. And he attributes it directly to, to the process that I'm talking about, having clarity of purpose. That's, that's fabulous. Yeah, that's yeah. fabulous. You know, there's a lot of power in taking the time out, and I think that that's something that um, <clears throat> is part of your message that you know we have to work on ourselves before we can work on our business, and we have to um, quiet the spirit and quiet the mind in order to listen to our own truth. And I know Barry that. Uh, our listeners are going to want to know more about you and what you do and how they can connect into you. So how can they find you? Well, the easiest way is uh, the website is legaciesandlegends.com. So legaciesandlegends.com. Okay. Or businesspathways.com. That one works too. Businesspathways.com. Yeah. Well, Barry, it has been great having you here today. We really appreciate you being with us all the way from Nova Scotia. And um, I know that people around the world are just anxious to to learn more and to put some of this into practice for themselves. So I remind everybody that you have a workshop coming up in February uh, in New Orleans. and. Yeah it will be well worth participating in. So thanks, Barry, for being here today. We sure appreciate having you on the show. And remember, everyone, to think big because the world becomes a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.